He just sent 33 billion in militarized aid to Ukraine. Some central banks are reporting losses. We are now seeing flash crashes. Let's get into our crypto news because it is good. Pelosi can go into a war zone to check on Ukraine, but hasn't been able to take a plane ride down to our southern border all year long. Rosie Rios had issued more currency than anyone in history. Pretty sure that's why she sits on Ripple's board too. If you're a snowflake that gets offended, then you've probably already left anyway. So good luck. God bless. Thank you so much for joining me. Saturday, July 16th, 2022. YouTube, on the podcast, wherever you're tuning in tonight, I appreciate you. Or if you're tuning in later on the go, we got the podcast up for you. Appreciate you guys for spreading this message far and wide and helping me expand this community further out. We're just here to spread the truth, nothing but the truth here on this channel. And uh, may God be with us as we resist this evil. I appreciate all of you guys in this community. Thank you so much. Tonight's show, we titled it The Most Elite Team in Crypto. We will be covering that, and it's going to be at the end of the show, so you're going to have to stick around and listen to the whole show where we will be talking about all of the current events that are playing out, the world stage events, and why they matter. We will be providing context. We will not just be a headline reader here on this channel. We're going to put a little explanation behind it and how we're perceiving all of these world stage events as they play out in real time. Many predictions have come true, but I'm not here to say I told you so. I'm here to say here's what's next and here's what we should be doing right now. We don't. We got no time to waste. Let's get right into it. Thank you so much for joining me. If you could smash that thumbs up, I would greatly appreciate you, and I love all of you in this community very much. Thank you. All right, so I do apologize for starting off this show by calling out the, Bri the Biden crime family, but we got to do it. We gotta do it before we get to the most elite news, the hype bullish news about XRP and that whole situation. Before we get to that, we need to call out the people that are selling us out at the very tippy top. And for those of you who are new here, I am not going to stick to crypto, bro. Thank you very much for the suggestion, but I will pass on that. And to you folks out there that are snowflakes that can't handle the truth, all I have to say is my only question, how is your program working out? With that being said, you guys, let's just let it come out. I'm just reporting what the news is saying. I'm not saying left, right, up, down, who to vote for, who to love, what to believe in. I'm here to present the information that we come across and you guys can make up your own mind. Materials harvested from Hunter Biden's infamous laptop revealed dozens of meetings between President Joe Biden and his son regarding business dealings. Despite denials, the New York Post reported Saturday. Okay, I'm gonna have to move it off this page because I can't look at that guy. I cannot look at Hunter, I can't look, these people are sick. I can't even look at the picture of him. I'm gonna let it play out. I'm not gonna give you my opinion. Hey, I'm just saying, here's the news. You guys decide what you want to do with it. But I'm here to say that the dam is breaking and all truth will be exposed. So you might as well come join the party. You might as well get with the program that's going to lead you to success, lead you to prosperity. Or God willing, we put up a fight till the day we die. If that's how it has to be, that's how it has to be. We will not stop. All we want is freedom. All we want is a level playing field. And if these people didn't sell us out, if these people gave us that level playing field... Stay the hell out of our, our lives, please. Just let us make our own health decisions, our own decisions for how we want to raise our children, please. And we wouldn't have to call you out. But I'm here to tell you that that's the least of our worries is the business dealings on that laptop. Folks, it goes a whole lot worse. I can't even touch it. 
I can only show the Biden crime family for a few seconds. And I just must say, let's let it play out. I can't give you guys the full, we, we know, we understand. It's a whole hot, a whole lot worse than just business dealings selling us out. It's a whole lot worse than that. But let's let it play out. I'll let you guys form your own opinion based off this. But when you got Joe Rogan himself calling Trudeau a dictator and says Canada is communist. Excuse me. Okay. First off, in this episode, please excuse my language. I probably, it's a little late night. I've had an adult beverage and I might let one or two slip, but we're going rapid with the truth here tonight. And I don't have time to think about uh, swear words right now. So I apologize. If you're listening with the kids, this might not be the episode, but you guys know me. I keep it pretty clean. But let's just read this off. Joe Rogan calls Trudeau a dictator and says Canada is communist. They're fucked. They got to get rid of that guy. When Joe Rogan, who reaches out to millions of people every single day, are watching his content. When he himself is calling out these New World Order agents like Trudeau, who have completely sold themselves out, sold out their country to that agenda. When we got Joe Rogan calling it out, and when we got the New York Post and other mainstream outlets having to address the Hunter Biden laptop and the most recent hacking of his iCloud, they have to address it now. They can't just shove it off to the side and ignore it any any longer. They have to address it. (laughs) And here we have even Joe Rogan addressing it. The whole damn thing is breaking down in real time. It is all being exposed. But many, many people are not prepared for this. And that's where they're going to get caught up in the chaos, caught up in the crisis. Let's continue on. There are currently three countries in the world with an ESG score over 90. This is the environmental score, whatever it is, you know, ESG, uh, um, emissions score, whatever they call it. I don't know. Sri Lanka, where government just collapsed. Ghana, where the national power supply has shut down, and Netherlands, where farmers have revolted against the state. Those are the only three countries with a score above or over 90. So those countries are doing good. They're not releasing much uh, emissions, uh, CO2s, whatever they're tracking, because their countries are literally ran out of gas. The power supply has shut down. And in Netherlands, the farmers have shut down that whole country as well. So... That is the model program for how they want to roll this thing out. Um, But in real time, we're watching it collapse and every single one of these countries is being impacted. So Sri Lanka, full collapse. Ghana, national power supply shut down. Netherlands, shut down. Complete revolt against the agenda and what these people have lost, all their freedom. It's finally spreading worldwide and many other countries are already taking action. Here in America, we're still enjoying our summer. In America right now, most people, their portfolios are down. They're in denial about their real estate being down. They're in denial about the whole damn system collapsing. And they just want to enjoy some uh, burgers and beers at the barbecue. That is the situation in America right now. Now, many of you, like us here on this channel, we're tuned in. We're tapped in. We go to the barbecue. And the conversation around the barbecue, the conversation around the dinner table has changed over the last couple years, hasn't it? The last two years has woke up everyone. And as it starts to hit our pocketbooks this year, all of these people are about to get voted out. These people won't be able to walk in the streets. 
And the worst of them, Biden crime family, have committed pretty heinous acts. And may it all be exposed and may God take care of it. May God take care of it. And may God be with us as we resist these people. These people are sick. These people are absolutely sick. And the program is live like peasants. Uh, you know, these ESG scores, they're going to, and the plan is to track it all on the blockchain technology. We've already talked about that. The plans for the distributed ledger technology tracking all of this. Here in Germany, utility giant Uniper has had to tap its winter gas reserves as Russia cuts energy deliveries. Normally at this time of the year, they would be building natural gas reserves for the coming winter. This is why we say the bottom is not in on this channel. This is why we say we still have a storm lasting another six to 12 months, you know, at least another six to 12 months of hard times, of reset, of, of the whole system collapsing, being demolished, and having to build anew. We were talking this morning on my weekly Discord call, and we were talking about how it's not like we're adding an addition to your already existing house. You know, we're building another thousand square foot addition onto the already existing house. No, 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 no. Our house burnt down. Our house blew away in tornado. And we have to rebuild the whole structure. That is the predicament. That is the situation that we're in in regards to the financial system and, and everything else in the political landscape as well. And most of these leaders have already stepped down. But now you're seeing this, this situation over here in Europe. It's very bad. Not only is Europe going through a like uh, very serious heat wave right now. They are also going into a dark, dark winter with their reserves being used. Right now, as we speak, the reserves are being used at a time when they should be building them up going into this winter. So we will continue to talk about exposing the truth. We will continue to talk about our prepping before we get to the hype crypto, bro. Before we stick to crypto, bro. Because it's really important to understand how these world stage events are going to play out. And that's why we're investing the way we are. When I get to the end of this show and I talk about the most elite team in crypto and Ripple's board of directors and the whole team that they've assembled there, before we get there, we're going to explain the whole background and why it matters so much on the people that they have assembled on their team. When we look at the Middle East, which Ripple has plenty of partners over there, Kim.com says Saudi Arabia aims to increase oil production by 10% by 2027 and says unrealistic policies to reduce emissions will lead to unprecedented inflation and increase in energy prices, meaning Biden got nothing for kissing Saudi ass and was told to forget about his climate plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm about to show some clips from uh, my mentor, Dan Pena. And he's been talking about how these guys can produce oil at two, three, like less than $5 a barrel. And they have such an abundance of oil over there in the Middle East. And they're absolutely full of shit when they say that they're, you know, running out, right? They're absolutely full of it. And they have the ability to produce it at less than $5 a gallon. They're in complete control of the market over there. And they know that the green agenda is going to fail. 
just like I covered in the, in the you know previous tweet there, the ESG scores and all the highest ESG scores are the countries that are literally running out of gas, running out of oil, running out of energy, running out of cash, and millions of people are hitting the streets. But you got a good ESG score, guys. Good job. And we just once again get embarrassed on the world stage events, the world stage as we send Sleepy Creepy over to Saudi Arabia to negotiate deals and act like he's doing something over there. <laughs> what do I do next? Has to get directed and ha have his hand held by all of his handlers over there. Uh, another embarrassment on the world stage. Now, another tweet from Kim.com. I told you what would happen before the U.S. proxy war started. Russia is winning. Putin's strategy to weaken the U.S., NATO, and EU plays out as predicted. The no-gas EU winter will collapse global markets and ring in, ring in a new multipolar order. BRICS plus USD dominance ends. And so that means BRICS nations plus whoever decides to join and partner up with BRICS. And that's the end of the U.S. dollar reserve currency status already underway. And, and we were talking about this in one of our recent live shows about how we've already lost the financial war. We're already losing it. Unless we got backdoor deals with Ripple XRP. Unless we got some backdoor deals for our Ripple XRP. And we're going to be able to reclaim that new world reserve digital currency. We might get a little cut of that deal. We'll get to that at the end of this show. Thank you for tuning in, guys. If you could smash that thumbs up, I'd greatly appreciate that. And set, uh, shout out to the uh, Super Chats. And the, we got Spicy here with a five spot. Greatly appreciate that. We got Spicy with another 10 spot. Spicy already making it rain with the Super Chats tonight. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. We're just getting started. <laughs> My mentor, Dan Pena. The old man falling off his rocker, making all these crazy claims that all came true. He said here today, Black Swan event closer than you think. Don't listen at your own peril. And you don't own enough bitfuck, even on margin, to save yourselves. LOL, watch. And he gives us a link to his video from one year ago. And I, like I said earlier, uh, we're going to drop some swear words. Dan Pena calls Bitcoin bitfuck. I love it. Oh, the Bitcoin boys, <laughs> they don't like that. They do not like that. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to be able to get this clip to play for you guys. But he predicted this perfectly. And let me show you. He predicts three things. We already got the war with uh, Mr. Putin. And you're going to hear the other two. Folks, check it out. I'm announcing today. I'm putting my ass on the line. I, I'm telling you, there is a black swan event coming. A black swan event coming. I don't know if it's go we're going to war with Putin. I don't know if another coronavirus is going to come out uh, that is not curable. You know it's coming. I don't know uh, uh, whether the Federal Reserve is going to finally implode. Yes. I don't know what it is, but it's coming. Because every massive bull market needs to find an excuse to correct. Dan's old. He's nearly uh, 80 years old. But you sit here, he put, he put this out a year ago. All three of those things are about to unfold. And you could kind of argue that they already did. Because Dan was one of the few people that said that we were going to have three, four, five waves of Corona Rona and that we were going to live with some version of it forever. 
And I didn't like hearing that. Just like the Bitcoin boys get offended when Dan talks about Bitcoin. I didn't like hearing that. But it's come true. It's come true. We, we've had, you know, four or five waves. Uh, looks like, you know, it's been a nice summer, but they got some plans for this fall winter. And we'll be going back into the season once again. And that we still have a health crisis underway regardless. So that's still playing out. And then we have the war with Putin. And then he says the Federal Reserve is going to implode. Well, we're seeing the U.S. dollar lose its reserve currency status. And we're seeing that the country is bust as well. So we're, we're waiting for the financial reset part of it. That was the third thing that he's saying could lead to a black swan. But there's also a dozen other factors and, and events that could lead to it as well. Now, Dan also is the, is, is the old man that said, if we figured out who, who created Bitcoin, it would go to zero instantly. Okay. In another clip, he's seen saying that it was Putin. But he since has walked back on, on saying that it's Putin. But I believe that when we find out who did create Bitcoin, which we're going to figure out that it was about three to four people. It was, a, it was a group of people. This is what the Department of Homeland Security just said in an interview that's now circulating amongst the web. I shared it with my Discord. It's circulating around Twitter right now. Department of Homeland Security saying that they sent an agent to meet Satoshi in San Francisco and that it was like three, four people. So it was a group. And just like all the other recent, um, you know, big platforms like Facebook, they're all CIA funded and backed backdoors, backdoors for the three-letter agencies completely. So whether Putin created Bitcoin, whether, you know, we ever do find out who created Bitcoin, which, you know, I think that we will hear eventually, Dan says that it's going to go to zero instantaneously. I don't know about going to zero, but it's going to get beat up. It's going to get hammered. And just the implosion of Tether, when Tether gets completely exposed and the market realizes that Tether does not have the reserves that they claim they do, that's going to be enough of a catalyst to bring down Bitcoin itself. But he's talking about this black swan event uh, and sharing it once again, saying here that you don't own enough Bitfuck, even on margin, to save yourselves, right? Uh, we talk about here on this channel having cryptocurrency but we also talk about having other assets as well, because we understand that during this time, during the black swan event, uh, the, the multiple black swan events that we're kind of seeing already play out and are uh, coming down the road, you need to have more than just crypto, right? So that's why we talk about the other assets that, that we hold, the other our full investment thesis. In, in relation to that, the Wolf of All Street says, feels like crypto companies hired the entire Lehman Brothers 2008 risk management department. Yeah, I would, I, I mean, it seems to me like some of these didn't, they didn't even have a risk management department. It was how much cash can we generate as fast as possible? That's all, it was all greed. 99% of it, all greed. Now I'm going to cover some data and we're going to look at real estate real quick before we get into the cryptocurrency story real quick because we got to watch this real estate situation. Does it ever get more clear? This is the U.S. Empire State Manufacturing data. New orders six months ahead. You can see on this chart that we are now to levels that we haven't seen since the great financial crisis of 07-08 and the tech bust of 2000-2001. 
okay? So the data is all there. The average new mortgage payment is up 85% since January of 2022. So the average mortgage payment on the median house in America has nearly doubled, which is causing inventory to double in some markets. Like this is the Metro Phoenix area here in the United States. Inventory doubles in three months. Updated this monthly graph that uses data published by the Metro Phoenix MLS. The number of single family detached houses listed for sale in Metro Phoenix in mid-July is double the number in mid-April three months earlier. So this is just one market, but we've been watching this, okay? Real estate is a localized issue. It's a localized asset, uh, localized market, I should say. So uh, we're seeing some, some markets are getting absolutely hammered, right? Uh, and we're seeing data that we haven't seen since the previous financial crisis of 0708. We're seeing data that we haven't seen since the tech bust. I would compare uh, the, the same things happening in real estate. It's a little bit different. Real estate's going to get hit, but it's a little bit different than 0708. But then when we relate it to the tech bubble, well, that's the cryptocurrency space. And that's all the new high-flying tech companies that are still overvalued because there was so much cheap money in the system. So, we, you know, the tech, the stock markets are being brought back to reality. Real estate's being brought back to reality. Cryptocurrency is getting wiped out. Some of these projects won't even recover. This person, and I haven't confirmed this data point, but he says 53% of the outstanding mortgages in Canada are adjustable rate mortgages. They were told, they were told by the Bank of Canada that they were not going to be raising interest rates, that there was really no chance of them raising interest rates. And here they are, they've nearly doubled those interest rates. And when all of these people, nearly half the country up there in Canada that has a mortgage, has to go and uh, negotiate their new five-year loan, well, their payments could be 50 to 100% more. Canada has some high-flying markets there in Vancouver, Toronto, this is another uh, article, article of some home builders. Says Zellman, quote, the builder on our call just threw out that his cancellation rate was 45%. And I talked to a builder in Orlando yesterday, his can rate was 55%. This is the number of people that are backing out of new home builds. So these developments are getting, these developments are going through it. And I'm seeing it. I drove by one today in my area. Brand new in the nicest area around here. Million, you know, basically uh, 800,000 million dollar homes starters. Actually, there's a new development down the road that they're all 800,000 to a million bucks. And all of the existing homes are as well. Very beautiful area. Million dollar homes. They got the beautiful signs. It's all set up. New development. They got some cute little name. There's one house built on the first lot. It's half built, not even finished, half built. <laughs> and I just drive by and I just laugh. I said, we, we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. And we knew that some of these guys were going to get caught. Some of these guys are going to get caught for sure. Okay, so, uh, you know, we're just navigating each asset class with the strategies that are going to take us through, preserve our wealth and help us take advantage of these opportunities. 
Spicy, I appreciate that super chat, man. Zach, what price will XRP be on September 23rd? Will the salmon be biting on October 12th? Is it going to rain on October 25th? <laughs> I appreciate the questions, man. Hey, we're in a ride for a while, and uh, we're just we're just ready to pounce on the deals when they come through, man. We're sitting on cash right now is the big thing. We're sitting on cash no matter when it happens, no matter if it's the full moon of this month, next month. Uh, they sacrifice the market uh, on a Tuesday. We're here for it, man. We're waiting for XRP to go below 25 cents. We're waiting for Bitcoin to maybe clear out to 12K. We're waiting for a 75 basis point, 1% potentially. They, they might even do 100 basis points, 1% interest rate hike at the next Fed FOMC rate, uh, rate hike. We might as well start calling the Fed meetings the rate hikes. The rate hike meetings. What, is, what do you think is going to happen to this real estate market when we continue with the, with the interest rate hikes? The buyers are already sitting this out. Many people. Many people. <laughs> I'm looking at an off-market deal right now. And it's a deal. <laughs> so if it goes through, it's a deal. But guys, folks, <laughs> real estate, precious metals, uh, real estate, we're looking for deals, precious metals. For me, I just buy them at whatever price just because I want to get my hands on offline assets like precious metals. So when the system goes down, I have something to barter, barter with. I have something to flee the country with, flee the area with. You don't know what you're going to need it for. The gains are going to be sick too, man. But hey, uh, when the grid goes down, what are you going to trade? Okay. So I'm buying at any price for precious metals. I don't even care what it is. Uh, next time I make it into the coin dealer, I'll just be buying what I, whatever I can throw at it. If I can throw whatever it is, I'll just throw it at the, the precious metals. That's fine. Sitting on cash for real estate deals right now. And then with cryptocurrency, I'm waiting for 25 cent XRP and I'm going to back up the truck in a major way. Back, I'm backing up. We're loading up the truck big time. Been waiting for this moment. And I have FOMO. Because of what I'm going to cover at the end of this show, which we're making it, we're close. We're close to talking about the most elite team in crypto. I have major FOMO. After seeing the, on, uh, the volume that we saw on the last hour of trading on Friday, which we're going to get to that. Major FOMO, but I stay here with patience because I'm still saying that the bottom is not in. We are going much lower. Coinbase, let's go talk here though real quick exchanges we're going to talk crypto now coinbase has six billion in cash plus large crypto reserves they will be fine with that being said i just transferred everything off that is from jungle inc and i i 100 agree i think that coinbase will make it i don't think that they're going to go bankrupt okay but that being said we don't trust any of these exchanges and we most definitely are getting all of our cryptocurrencies off these exchanges we don't trust any of them do we do deals with them? Yes. We send them our money. We put it into a stable coin that we hope is backed by something. While we wait, while we, wait we place our limit orders. We're going to buy you know, all these assets when they go on sale. We're loading up. We have no fear. We understand what we hold. Okay. But we buy the assets and then we get them off the exchanges as fast as possible. But I do believe that Coinbase is uh, going to be able to make it through to the other side. With that being said, we're monitoring Jed McCaleb's Taco Stand wallet has about a million XRP left. Okay, so we'll see when he ends up selling that off. 
as I just referred to, XRP Network saw a major anomaly to end the week with a rapid surge up to 18.7 billion in XRP trading volume in the final hour on Friday. Why do we keep on getting all these anomalies with XRP? Is it just, you know, weird coincidences, weird, weird deals going on? Hey, the whales decided to hop in real quick, which is exactly what it is. The people in the know are hopping in and loading up. We were talking about this here in my uh, Discord weekly call this morning. Brad is the only, one of the few CEOs, I should say, one of the few. There's a couple others, but there's like literally just like a few that are actually sitting at the table with central bankers. So Brad, in this interview here, he's speaking at this conference, which is not, excuse me, is not the European Central Bank Forum. He did correct this underneath. This is the Point Zero Forum in Zurich, Switzerland. It was put on by the Monetary Authority of Singapore and a couple others. Okay? But Brad is saying in this conference, he says, quote, he just casually drops this. I got here late last night because I was at a central banker conference in Europe yesterday. Okay? So while the rest of the space is folding, the founders are fleeing. We have Brad speaking at the table with the central bankers. Now, I've been meaning to cover this news as well. Michael Barr, who was formerly on the board of advisors, he was, he was an advisory position to Ripple. He has now joined and, and been... Um, confirmed as the Federal Reserve Vice Chair for Supervision. Now, why is this important? Well, before this, Michael Barr was serving as an advisor role to Ripple, okay? Before that, he was working in the Treasury Department, uh, and he was also a major player in the Dodd-Frank bill that basically was the last time the banks have been restructured in any sort of major way. So he wasn't just, you know, hanging out at the Treasury Department, okay? Played a key role, former Department of Treasury official, okay? And then he went on to do the restructuring of the banks with the Dodd-Frank Act, okay? And he also was an advisor at Ripple. When we continue on and look, we have Ripple connections at the Federal Reserve right now. We have former connections at the White House. When we scroll down here to the board of directors here on the Ripple page, Craig Phillips was working, um, he was working under Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin. Craig Phillips, okay? When we scroll on down, we have uh, Sandy O'Connor, who is the head of regulation at J.P. Morgan Chase. What's being exposed right now with J.P. Morgan? Their illegal trading desk with gold. All part of the new financial system being rolled out. All of the manipulation of gold must be exposed. Sandy O'Connor, head of regulation at J.P. Morgan Chase. One of the biggest banks in the world that's being exposed for manipulating the gold markets right now as we speak. Oh, but then we slide over to Rosie Rios, who was the 43rd treasurer of the United States, who said, we have the gold at, um, what vault? That's not Fort Collins, whatever gold, wherever our gold vault is. She said the gold is there. You guys can remind me in the chat. We slide on over to Michael Warren, who served under the Clinton 
and the Obama administration at Treasury as well. When we go back up here to Anya Manuel, she served at the State Department. Okay. And then the other former board member was Ken Kirsten, who also was part of the White House uh, under Trump's administration. When we roll up here, we see Chris Larson, the executive chairman, Brad Garlinghouse also serving on the board. And I'm not going to go through the rest of the team here. But folks, don't you get it? Don't you get it? This is the most elite team in crypto. And we have the head of regulation coming to join the board of directors. 43rd treasurer of the United States. Treasury official under Obama and Clinton. Member of the Treasury uh, White House uh, during 2018, 2017, 2018, Craig Phillips. State Department, Anya Manuel. David Schwartz, not only did he create the XRP ledger in 2012 with Jed McKeelib and Arthur Brito, he might be Satoshi, actually. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Probably not, but he did create the XRP ledger, but he also patented blockchain technology back in 1988. Okay. Brad House used to run uh, over there at Yahoo!, one of the few tech startups that actually made it and survived through that dot-com bubble. This is the most elite team in crypto. And right now, in real time, we have their former advisors being confirmed as the Federal Reserve Vice Chair for Supervision. After historically having a past of the Dodd-Frank, the restructuring of the banks... So when we talk about gold being suppressed, okay, we got connections there. Because we have the former head of regulations, Sandy O'Connor, on the board of directors at Ripple. Formerly, uh, she was the head of regulations at JP Morgan, which is being exposed for manipulating the gold market right now in a Chicago court. Okay. We have the former treasurer of the United States who was in charge of our new currency and she was in charge of our country's gold supply, also joining the board of directors at Ripple. And now we are seeing the victory of getting to see the him and emails, the documents related to that. We are going to get some exposure in this SEC versus Ripple lawsuit. When this thing is done, it's not a matter of it giving us gains. I'm not worried about gains. I'm worried about, is this the transition team to save America's ass with a new financial system rolling out and a new reserve currency being set? And I'm not saying that XRP is that reserve currency. Maybe they do have the gold. Is it, is it Fort Knox? It's Fort Knox. Yeah, it is Fort Knox. Maybe they do have the gold. They are prepared to roll out a new reserve currency status. Maybe they are prepared to roll out a currency that is backed by gold. Maybe they have partnered up with Ripple. It's going to be built on top of the XRP ledger. It's going to be interoperable. Okay. And maybe, just maybe, our Federal Reserve Treasury Department, someone here has worked out a deal and either our Treasury Department or our Federal Reserve is going to be receiving some of that XRP from that escrow from Ripple. 
Where is Jed McKeelib's XRP going? We don't know. We know it's gone now. Which, we need to get some XRP researchers on that, trying to figure out if we can track where those transactions were going. Um, but we got to try to figure out where that went. But I think that when it's all said and done, deals have been done with Jed McCaleb's XRP. Deals are prepared to be done with that Ripple escrow. This is the most staged lawsuit in the history of the SEC. And when we look, this is the most elite team in crypto. One other scenario that I want to throw out, and I was going to put this tweet out. What happens when Ripple decides to pay a dividend to all Ripple stock shareholders in XRP? Completely hypothetical. This is just a random thought that I had the other day, but I wanted to throw it out there. That could be one of the most desired stocks in the history of the stock market, potentially. Definitely one of the hottest stocks over the next you know, decade or so as the new financial system rolls out, as the reset occurs. What if Ripple said, we're going to pay a dividend to our, our shareholders in XRP? You, you realize how much demand they could drive for that Ripple stock just by doing that? They got plenty enough to drive demand to the Ripple stock. And the Ripple IPO, the pre-IPO shares, because they haven't gone public yet, they're waiting for the case to wrap up. But the pre-IPO shares that you can get on Link2 and these other platforms sell out immediately. So there's already plenty of demand for the pre-IPO shares. But once they do go public, that's going to be after the SEC case is concluded. We'll have clarity for XRP. You're going to see Ripple stock. You're going to see XRP. You're going to see mainstream news telling us, hey, here are the deals that are now being announced, which it's going to be deals with Treasury, Fed, Ripple, three, four, 500 banks, nearly all banks and financial institutions will be tapped in on the back end, depending on how much of these markets we end up getting. And I've been covering in my most recent shows, we have a derivatives market that is a shadow banking asset that we can't even track how many quadrillions are in that asset class. And what were we told by the XRP insiders back 2017, 2018? Cross-border payments was a test. XRP was truly designed for the derivatives market. When you tie this whole thing together, as we say in the XRP community, I have zero doubt about XRP being a part of this new financial system and providing gains for us. My hope, my prayer is that there is some sort of deal being done on the back end it is going to save uh, us here in America. Now, I just want a level playing field amongst the world. I don't think that the United States has to have the reserve currency. I think that it would be better suited to have a neutral reserve currency like a gold or like an XRP. We could have maybe a combination of the two. But we also need to have a level playing field where Russia is going to be able to back their currency by whatever the hell they want whether they're backing it by oil, natural gas, or gold, or a combination of the few, all tracked on blockchain so that the people can see, hey, we have the backing of our currency and everyone can see it. This is what the level playing field is all about. It doesn't have to be about U.S. dominance worldwide. Uh, I, I, I just want a level playing field. And I want us here in America to realize that 
if we don't have these type of deals occurring, if there isn't some sort of deal worked out, and maybe it's not Ripple, maybe it's not Ripple XRP, who, who else is going to do that deal? Who else has an asset that could provide that type of value for our Federal Reserve or our Treasury Department? Which, just so we're clear, Trump essentially moved the, the, the Federal Reserve within the Treasury Department under his term. Okay? But nonetheless, what, what, whatever, however you want to dice it up. I hope that a deal has been done. And that's why I don't just, you know, dismiss the buyback theory completely. Will it happen? I don't know. Do I, like, need it to happen? No. Would it be cool? Okay, maybe. Would they probably shortchange us? Yes. You know, would it, would it be battled out in court? I don't, it's just so hypothetical, man. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is, we have discovered where the value is at. It's not in 99% of cryptos. It's not in all these high-flying stocks that are completely overvalued, and some of them barely turn a profit. It's not in Bitcoin. So my argument the whole time I've been making content here is, if it's not XRP, if it's not Ripple, who is it? Show me your evidence. Show me your numbers, your data. Put together your story. Give me your logic. I'm an adult. I'm not afraid to, you know, have the truth smack me in the face and be willing to admit that I was wrong. If, I'm, if, if this whole thing doesn't play out like I think it will be, I'll come on here and I'll say I was wrong. Sorry, guys. I was completely wrong. But I haven't seen a story that's convinced me otherwise. I haven't seen a cryptocurrency project that turns me on. That's my own personal taste, but it, I just haven't seen one that really turns me on. XLM, kind of cute. The ISO 222 coins, very solid. I do like them. Very solid. <laughs> and there's parts of this community in the XRP community that don't want to touch conspiracies. Well, bro, look at the Federal Reserve. That's a complete conspiracy. Look at all the corruption that's being exposed worldwide. It's all conspiracies, bro. It's just a matter of finding out whether or not the conspiracy's real, how deep it goes, and what we can do about it. Because that's the problem that I see in all the truth or conspiracy theory community is that a lot of people are spending so much time trying to figure it out, not taking action. You, you need to spend equal time figuring it out, taking action. Otherwise, you're going to get wiped out during the financial tsunami that's already here onshore. While we're waiting to get the official confirmation of recession, people are getting wiped out right now as we speak. Equities being lost. Portfolios are down 50, 70, 80, 90%. Some people lost everything because they had everything on a Celsius. People had everything in Luna. People had everything in all of this crap. And that's even including the stock market. So for me, at this point, there's a lot of people covering all the theories. I scroll through TikTok and I'm just like, wow, all these people sharing all this stuff. And we got to use discernment because there's still a lot of fake crap out there. There's a lot of fake stories that try to get us one way or the other. It's a hard time to find the truth, even though we have an abundance of information. 
Think of that reality. We have more information available at ease than ever in history, but it's more difficult to find the truth. In this community, I think that we have a great balance of understanding the truth, understanding what theories are real, what, you know, you know, for me, it's, I'm not here to talk about aliens all night, bro. I, I, you know, once in a while we can talk about aliens, but I'm not here to talk about aliens all night. Um, I'm not here to talk about flat earth globe all night. <laughs> you know, Like for me, the financial aspect is the main focus and making sure that everyone is prepped. We got to be prepped up and we got to be taking action, whether we run businesses, whether we're investing in real estate, whether we do commodities tradings, whether we trade stocks, whether we're invested in the equities market, whether we are trading cryptos, no matter what we're doing, I'm more focused on the strategy of how do we survive and thrive during these times and make it through to the other side. I've seen enough evidence that, you know, tells me most of what we're being told on mainstream news is a lie. And we should do the opposite of what they're saying. We should expect the opposite of what they're saying. Interesting timing that we have Jed McCaleb is going to be running out of his XRP as the Mt. Gox holders get some of their Bitcoin returned to them. So there's going to be about 140, 150,000 Bitcoin being returned to the Mt. Gox holders, the victims of the Mt. Gox hack. At that same time, Jed McHale is going to be running out of his XRP. So he wasn't involved in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit at all. And he was never questioned or asked about the Mt. Gox hack as well. He was able to dip out right before that occurred. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.